0: The earliest of the great nineteenth century East End murders were the so-called Ratcliffe Highway murders, which Thomas de Quincey calls the Old Gravel Lane murders, and which took place in September 1811. On the seventh of September, a man named Marr sent his maid servant out to buy some oysters, and when she returned, she found the door locked. She went for help and when neighbours broke in they found that Ma, his wife, their baby and a 13-year-old apprentice had all been killed, their heads beaten and their throats cut. Now London was said to be in a state of terror with doors barred and gun dealers running out of stock as people prepared to defend themselves. On the nineteenth of September the bodies of the Williamsons, he was the landlord of the King's Arms in New Gravel Lane, and their elderly servant were found. They too had their throats cut. A lodger, hearing noises, went to investigate and, when he saw a figure standing over a body, escaped through a window and raised the alarm. A labourer, John Williams, who was lodging at the Pear Street Inn near Cinnamon Street, was arrested. Within a matter of hours, he hanged himself in his cell at Coldbaths Fields Prison in Holborn. At any rate, that is the official story. What is certain is that his body was placed in a cart and escorted by parish officers and the High Constable of Middlesex in full regalia and driven through massed crowds past the homes of the victims. Since the practice was to bury suicides at crossroads... The body was then interred at St George's Turnpike and a stake driven through the corpse. Over a hundred years later, workmen disinterred the corpse and the bones were shared out as souvenirs, with a local publican having the skull. Whether Williams was the murderer is very much more open to question, as is his apparent suicide. The police historian T.A. Critchley and the crime writer P.D. James have put together an interesting argument that Williams was innocent and was killed in his cell as a convenient way of closing the investigation. It would not be the last time such a thing has happened. It was shortly afterwards that the East End had its own version of the Glaswegian body snatchers Burke and Hare. In 1831, John Bishop and his brother-in-law, Thomas Head, also known as Williams, drugged a 14-year-old Italian boy, Carlo Ferrari, who made a living exhibiting performing mice, in Nova Scotia Gardens, part of the old nickel which would later become Columbia Market. They killed him by first drugging him with rum laced with laudanum and then drowning him by luring him head-first into a well behind Bishop's house. They sold his teeth – but when they asked the surgeons at King's College for nine guineas for his body, the staff, suspicious of receiving a new corpse, and one which did not appear to have died naturally, called the police. The pair had previously had two successes, the victims being an elderly woman, Fanny Pigburn, and another young boy. A crowd of some thirty thousand is said to have turned out for their turning off by hangman William Chalcraft at Newgate on the 5th of December their bodies were handed over to King's and St Bartholomew's, respectively. Bishop claimed he had been a resurrection man for some ten years, the last five of which had been in partnership with Head and a third man, John May, who gave evidence against them. The same year, Eliza Ross killed the 84-year-old match-seller Caroline Walsh in Goodman's Yard, now Royal Mint Street, for her clothes, which she promptly sold. Ross seems to have been a dreadful woman who dealt in cat skins and whose greatest claim to fame before the murder was to have strangled and bare-handedly skinned the cat belonging to the landlady of the Samson and Lion in Shadwell with whom she had quarrelled. Her common-law husband, Edward Cook, was acquitted after the jury heard that he had stared out of the window and had taken no part in the killing of the match seller. Ross was hanged on the ninth of January the following year. The next case which throws a little light on the emerging metropolitan police force and their relationship with the community came on the twenty sixth of March eighteen sixty three, when a respectable looking man entered a shop owned by Matilda Moore and her husband at ninety six Green Street, Bethnal Green, saying he wished to purchase some oats. Whilst she was looking for them he picked her pocket of a purse containing about eight pounds. She discovered the loss immediately and, as he tried to leave the shop, hung on to his coat tails. He then grabbed her by the throat and she had a heart attack. He escaped, leaving his coat and scarf behind.